hello. What's up, everybody? All my robots and front row sexuals, how are you? How's everybody feeling? Happy Wednesday to you. I guess by the time you're seeing this, it'll be Thursday, but I hope you all had a good week. Really apologize. want to apologize because we missed last week's episode. We did not do an episode of the Front Row Podcast, so this we took a one-week hiatus. Um, I went to Comic-Con yeah. and, and Dante. I don't know what you were doing for the past week, Dante. I, I got a haircut, took about a week. Right. It's true. It was, I mean, it, it looks great. I mean, it, that, that was time well spent. Yeah. One section at a, one section a day. We started here and then on Thursday we did the back and then Friday we did the other side. There you go. You yeah. went to your, uh, your favorite, um, uh, you, you went and like, Hey, can I get the Aryan express please? Yeah. It's a charity <laughs> barbershop. I go, yeah, you yeah. know, people, people with one, one arm. There you go. How's uh how's everything going? What have you been up to other than uh the week long haircut? Uh I just have been uh going back out to the field. You know, I oh. bought a new camera. So I'm back out trying to get new content in the old TMZ style, but uh for the Dante Greco show. I love it. And yeah, I mean it's working out great. I got turned down last night by oh, Damon well. John and uh Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. They weren't into it. I forgot that that's an aspect of this job that people aren't always willing to give you an interview. You know, and it's funny because when you're getting paid, just like no matter what, you get you get your paycheck at the end of the week, no matter what, right? When you're getting paid, it's, it doesn't hurt so much when they don't want to talk to you. I imagine it hurts a little more or it frustrates you a little more when you're, uh, you know, when when you don't get paid if they don't talk to you. It does. Something dawns on you where you're like, oh, my God, I was out here for six hours and I got absolutely nothing right. at all. Nothing to show for it. And in the old days, it was like, well, be back out tomorrow. You're getting paid on Friday no matter what. But yeah, this sucks. Well, I guess uh, some things never change from your TMZ days. You went, you spent six hours in the field and you got nothing? That doesn't sound like Dante Greco to me. Not at all. Sounds sounds like Jesse Rowe. It really does sound like Jesse Rowe. Jesse Rowe circa 2017. That was my... Uh, that was my mo. But yeah, um, tell me about Comic Con. How how was it? Oh, uh, what did you dress up as? So I dressed up as a man in his mid thirties having a midlife crisis. My uh, my oh. outfit killed it. It was I was wearing a uh, like a, a Hawaiian shark shirt that I have. You could probably see it in a video I just posted uh, last night. I was like a uh, I looked like a tourist down in San Diego. Oh, it was man. pretty funny, but sounds like my sounds like my daily wardrobe. I know I did look like Dante Greco um no it was cool i you know it's i i haven't been since 2019 this is the first comic-con since obviously coronavirus came around so this is the first time they've actually done the full bit with all the fans showing up and all the cosplayers and it, it was cool uh you know it's one of those things it's like i described it as like coachella for nerds kind of because there is this big gap between like the types of people that are at Comic-Con. There are the people that are the genuine, like true hardcore nerds that love this shit. And they, this is their, this is their life. They're obsessed with comic book characters and um, just representing intellectual property, claiming ownership of it, all that stuff. And then there's the people who go for the social aspect of it. And they're just like, going around the bars and like taking photos with all the cosplayers and taking photos with, uh, you know, trying to meet celebrities. And then there's the celebrities who are just kept behind bars the whole time, kept behind gates and there's really no access to it. And I just, yeah. kinda... sorry, go ahead. 
No, no, no. Well, tell me your, your thoughts. I just got the feeling like the celebrities are there because it's sort of become like this mandatory business trip for, for certain celebrities <clears throat> where they're there and it's everybody's playing the, uh, oh, it's, you know, it's so great to be here to be part of this, this nerd culture. Like, I'm a nerd. You're a nerd. We're all nerds. And half these people, you just watch how they're standing they're standing so far away. They're kept behind like such tight knit security. You just feel the disconnect there. Like these celebrities don't actually, a lot of them do, but a lot of them just feel like they're not all that interested in getting too close to a lot of their fans that are there. And that was the kind of vibe I got because it was just so roped off. There's so much, uh, yeah. there, there's so much separation between the, the fans and the people that they're there to support. And the way I describe yeah, they, it is, it's a, it's a man, it's, it's a uh, really quick. You go this, this is for Pete. And I said this in my last video, it's for people who dress up as fictional characters in their free time to go and interact with people who dress up as fictional characters for their work time. But, but they don't, but the people that just do it for their job, they don't really want to interact with them all that much. Definitely. Yeah. They're trying to manufacture like a fun synergy between the fans and the and the actors and the producers and all that and it just doesn't quite work i've always thought that the reason a lot of celebrities probably hate their fans is because the ones that they actually see in person are the most rabid or they're not even fans it's the autograph seekers or, or the picture takers who just want to take a picture with every single person and because we saw that when we would yeah. be out in the field, when we'd be at Jimmy Kimmel's alley or we'd have to go cover a movie premiere or something like these fans are frankly disturbing to look at, be around. And, you know, the yeah. celebrities, especially they get used to a life of beauty and luxury. All they see are beautiful people they're catered to. And then they have to go out and interact with their public and so I think that's why. And when they have to go to comic, now they have to go to Comic Con. The fans have, uh, you know, fans, whatever, whoever goes to Comic Con has made it so that it's, as you said, it's mandatory. It's like mandatory fun with the fans. And the celebs probably don't really like it because they don't want to be around these people, but they don't have a choice. They got to sell the movie or the TV show. Yeah. And, and here's the, the difference though, is that like the people that like are hanging out at airports to get autographs, I don't think that they're similar to the people that are there at Comic-Con trying to get autographs. Just like to clear things up. I want to say like, I think most of the fans there are genuinely just true fans that love it. But I do think you're right that there is this because celebrities, their experience when they go through airports or they go to Jimmy Kimmel or whatever, the fans that they interact with are not real fans. They are just these kind of, some of them mentally deranged uh, autograph collectors who basically harass them for autographs. And if you don't sign something that they have, they're like calling you names and saying that you're a piece of shit or you're fucking like you hate your fans. But I think most celebrities who are experienced know the difference. Um, but maybe that's part of it is they're so experienced with like those airport autographed collectors that they're getting lumped in with all these like you know true fans i would call them that are just there genuinely you know they they all have full-time jobs but they're there because they're you know they love this comic book character or this movie character or whatever um but yeah, it all gets yeah. lumped in together so for me from these eyes like you said with us in the field 
sometimes it's hard for us to tell the difference because I've almost seen too much of of the bad side of of, of that type of fandom. It's hard for me to yeah. like to reconcile it. I know, and, and we used to get lumped in with them because we'd be standing there with a the camera trying to get a question out. Like, know, no, listen, we're, we're doing this. We have to be here for work. We wouldn't be here otherwise. Uh, now, you didn't take my advice to dress up as Amber Heard with a bruise on her face and walk around. I didn't. Why I is that? I thought about it. Um, I did not. But I will say this. Um, it would well, have just killed. because. Yeah. How cool would it have been for someone yeah. to be like, oh, cool. Amber Heard bruise. Uh, you and then you'd be like, I'm the guy who shot that video. That's true. I, I do think there was one guy who did that. He dressed up as Amber Heard and it was like he was holding up a sign that said um, men can be victims of, of abuse, too. And he he went viral on Twitter. A bunch of people were taking photos of him. Jesse, yes, you should have you should have thrown your same questions from that day at the guy. I know that would have been great. Uh, I'm you know, hey, lesson learned, made a mistake. Um Maybe next year. Maybe this story yeah. picks up steam again next year. But um, yeah. no, it, it was, I'll say this, the Johnny Depp support there was pretty palpable. There was like tons of people dressed up as like Mad Hatter and Jack Sparrow and Edward Scissorhands. And there's just tons of it. I got a couple of them and I posted it. And, you know, it's like I could have posted like 30 more probably. Um, but it was, uh, it was pretty clear that, you know, there's this intersection of people there at Comic-Con that were also big in the justice for Johnny Depp train, the hashtag. And so I think there's like a huge crossover um, in that regard. So maybe I didn't have to dress up as Amber Heard to really get that across because it was there. It was it was palpable. Did Morgan Tremaine have a booth there or no? No, but he was there, but I did not see him dressed up as Legolas or uh, in any cosplay this year. Did Did you talk to him? No, I just I, I I saw him on Instagram. I think he left like the day like the day that I got there. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, whatever. Next time, guy, the guy is responsible for your YouTube career. I know he really yours too, Dante. Don't slay yourself. <laughs> don't don't count yourself out of that. That's uh, true. But yeah, other than that, just dirty. It was just like so many people. I like after five hours, I just I wanted to go. I was like, okay, that's enough people for me today. Yeah. Um. So one, uh, I don't know how to make this transition, but I'll just say it. It's okay, um, Jesse, we support you. We, we tell us your truth. Have you gone on uh, Instagram lately? Have you been posting on Instagram? Have you been, uh, have you checked out this new update that Instagram did? Yeah, I didn't know this was an update. I just thought like it was just my account that this was happening to, but it, right. explain the details here. Well, Okay, so Instagram, obviously, they want to switch to um, everything to 9 by 16. You know how 16 by 9 is like your normal widescreen format? They want to switch everything to 9 by 16 because the Reels, Instagram Reels is such a, it's basically become their competitor to TikTok. Um, and it's become such a huge part of how they get clicks and views and likes and everything that they basically just switched the entire format to the 16 by 9 format where it's a, it's become like a swiping post app, just like TikTok. They're basically just trying to to do the same thing, but um, it caught a lot of people off guard. And this to me is actually kind of a big deal because Instagram makes this adjustment and Kylie Jenner goes to her, um, 
her Instagram stories and she posts this uh, image right here. I can show everybody where she says, make Instagram, Instagram again. Stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends. Sincerely, everyone. And this person brings up a good point in her tweet where she says, her name is Ashley Carmen, and this tweet went pretty uh, pretty viral over the weekend or Monday or whatever. She says, if Kylie Jenner speaks it, your platform is in trouble. Never forget Snap losing over $1 billion when she said she didn't open Snapchat anymore because of the redesign. And I think that's a really good point because so much of the I mean, how many followers does Kylie Jenner have? She has like 150 million or something insane like that. I could be off, but that's I, I'm guessing it's somewhere in that range, maybe more for all I know. Uh, when your biggest creator, one of the richest young people in the world who is essentially going to be your um, the voice of a lot of your uh, a lot of the people that you're trying to reach with your platform that's a huge deal in my book so i don't know what you think about it but i was pretty shocked when i saw that because uh, i've i've been saying for a while like my wife deleted her instagram or she's disabling it and i've been wanting to get rid of it but just for business reasons i want to keep it and if you're giving me more and more reasons to just switch over if you're just trying to be like another app i'm just going to switch to the other app uh, you know yeah no it's all video i mean zuckerberg is doing this too they're changing facebook to make it more video to highlight video creators because and, and facebook owns or meta owns instagram right so their whole thing is trying to create this creator economy now where everyone's just going to be making videos all day long and yes we're part of it we get it okay now it doesn't make the platform any more enjoyable it's super like it's just annoying when platforms that are known for a thing and they do it well try to just steal from everyone else blatantly or whoever whoever is like hot right now they're trying to steal from them and and use it and it's like look i don't go to instagram for that i go to instagram as kylie said for the pictures sometimes yeah. a video but i don't want to watch reels honestly i don't want to watch reels I'm not in the mindset of watching a video when I go on Instagram. TikTok is for that. I don't even right. understand TikTok, frankly. And so I like to have Instagram. It's for someone my age. Um, Twitter tried this too. Remember when they had Twitter stories, fleets, where they tried to steal the uh, the Instagram story thing? Right. Uh, which Instagram stole from Snapchat. Everybody's just stealing from everybody. Just do yeah. your thing well. Yeah. And I, you know, the thing about Instagram is I've always looked at it like it's sort of like for people that want to get rid of Facebook, but want to keep looking at pictures of their friends. Right. And I feel like they, yeah. they had they had a nice little niche market there. And it, it just the fact that they're trying to, to change into something else. Also, here's the thing. To be perfectly honest, I don't care all that much about the layout. Like I don't go on Instagram uh, really all that much. But when I do. It doesn't bother me what the layout is altogether. What really bothers me more than anything is that I don't even see pictures from my friends anymore. I only see pictures from like other accounts that I don't even follow. The amount of ads that I get and just random suggested user accounts that are that are being suggested to me. I, I mean, I'm literally like I could scroll through my Instagram right now and you would see probably like 95% of it is just like accounts I don't even follow. That yeah. pisses me off more than anything. 
every day. I'm like, I didn't follow this person. Who is this? Yeah. What is, and they're just all, they're suggesting so much, or they do this like pairing up thing where they'll be like, so-and-so and blah, oh, collaborative blah, blah. posts. Yeah. 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 Like get out of my feed. Yeah. That, if I want that, that's what I go to the search option for, you know, I'll right. click search if I want to see some new stuff. And then you go to the search option and it's funny thing is you go to the search option is almost always pictures. So like put your videos in the search option, if anything. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't mind having something suggested to me, but it's the fact that it's so primarily like, and I follow like 1200 different accounts. And as I'm scrolling, I very rarely actually see an account I follow. That to me, it, 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 like it yeah. boggles my mind. It, and it, if you, if you want to get an account that you follow back into your algorithm, you have to like search them out yeah. and look at a few other things, maybe like something, and then they'll start reappearing. Like, don't make the decision for me on what I'm interested in and then replace it with your bullshit. Just I'm yeah. following, I'm following these people. I want to see them more often. Right. They're just, we're just a slave to the algorithm at this point. Um, That's true. But yeah, anyway, so um I don't know. Who knows? Well, it, it remains to be seen if this sort of thing is actually going to have a big impact on Instagram. But um, it seems it seems like it's uh, it, it, it can't be good for them because there are articles that have been coming out that, have, you know, how Instagram's Instagram's been bad for a while. This is not just like a new thing. And yeah. this is just like sort of an example of Zuckerberg and Meta and these comp this company like kind of this self-acknowledgement that they're just not all that cool anymore. And if you're just trying to copy what's cool and not doing anything original, I mean, uh, well, not a good sign. Here's the, here's the thing, Jesse, is that it's all part of their movement to, we all know that not only is the future content, but the present is content. The world runs on content. Yeah, You could try to tell me it's oil or food, or water, but really it's content. It's and that's the world that Zuckerberg wants us all to live in. I'm making a video on this actually, because I saw an interview that he gave with Jim Cramer a couple of weeks ago. And his plan is we're all just going to be home making videos and that will be the economy, the creator economy. Right. That's uh, it. I mean, we're in it. Yeah. But should everybody be in it? We're in it because we spent 10 years of our lives doing this as the world changed and we kind of got stuck. You know, it's kind of like people that crossed a land bridge that was then, you know, ancient people that crossed a land bridge that was then covered up by water. We can't get back. We're right. stuck in the media. We're stuck making videos and content, Jesse. But for the rest of you, get out while you still can. Go live <laughs> in the real world, for God's sake. Couldn't agree more. Bravo to that. Uh, but what I also think that what Zuck wants us to be doing is I mean, the stuff that I've seen of the metaverse, uh, and I wasn't prepared to talk about this, but I'll just riff on it right now. The stuff I've seen of the metaverse, like borderline terrifies me uh, of some of the concepts that they've been drawing up for, you know, they do their virtual meeting tests that they post on, in, on, on Facebook all the time. But I mean, there are like these articles and reports out there about like contact lenses that have like virtual reality holograms that you can be wearing like this contact lens at home and you have this like virtual meeting in your home where you basically you have your 
your physical home and then you have your digital home in front of you and it'll be outside as well when you walk to the store you have your physical store and then you have the digital store and it's all in this like contact lens and it's all prototype so it's obviously none of this has been actually like greenlit for mass production or anything but just the fact that this stuff is being even considered is is horrifying to me and it's like well, that we're basically going to be online all the time or we're never going to be able to escape the internet Here's what scares me. I'm, I'm putting this in my video and, you know, I shouldn't say it because it's my exclusive, but whatever. Who cares? There's not right. that many people watching it anyway. So I'm thinking that Zuckerberg wants this to happen. He's not just going to try to, like, interest us in it and be like, hey, you want to come join the metaverse? No, they're going to force it on us. How are they going to do it? Well, the new one of the new most effective marketing techniques is uh, shaming people into using something you see we see it politically you know the right or the left they try to shame people into you know uh, i don't want to get canceled okay but I know just what you, I, imagine yeah. what i'm talking about yeah and i'm right. not taking a side but you know disclaimer disclaimer they're trying to shame like, you into deleting your spotify account because of joe rogan or something stuff like that yeah just like in stuff that, like that. In that yeah yeah I those type you. of campaigns they're gonna shame and they're gonna put money and we saw this bill gates admitted to putting like millions and millions of dollars into uh into the media to push whatever campaigns he was trying to do i'm not a conspiracy theorist by the way that's true and eh, let me mm -hmm. tell you about that sure yeah and yeah. um I could see them doing something like that, where it's like you have like if you're anti, if you're going to be you're going to be metaphobic, you know, like you're oh, going to right. be against people that are living in the metaverse only. And we're going to have to accept them and like, you know, respect their avatars. And oh, like that. I see. So you're going to you think that that's where this is going, where your your because, avatar yeah. and your robotic self or, or your your digital self has like that there's going to be like digital bullying of your avatar. Like, you know, there's going to be, uh, it's, yeah, uh, people who are like, Hey, we want to go outside. It's going to be, you're going to be, uh, metaphobic. Right. I'm, I'm coining that term right now. Metaphobic. I, I, I like it. Metaphobic. Watch this video in 10 years and you'll, you'll see that I was right. You know, it might well, sound crazy right now, but no, they're going to, my, my bottom line is they're going to force it onto us. They're not just going to hope that we buy into it. You know, he's not making this big of an investment and making his whole company about this just so we can be like, eh, we're not that interested. Cause right now it's pretty shitty. I've been on there. I have an Oculus and. Oh, you do. I didn't know that. It's it makes you dizzy. It's like the yeah. worlds aren't that great. I mean, it looks terrible. I'm not going to lie. Like the whole the whole setup, it looks like I'm like watching like the Nintendo Wii platform taking it's place. It's even worse. It looks terrible. Yeah. There are some there are some metaverses that are being designed that actually look really cool. Like Unreal Engine is making one that looks really cool. There are some that are like designed to look kind of like Minecraft. That sort of like two bit digital um, like the two bit graphic. Uh, yeah. of old, of uh, old it, video it games. doesn't look any better than like a nintendo 64 right now but i did see that uh like minecraft uh, themselves because a lot of video games are like entering the metaverse a lot of brands are entering the metaverse minecraft put their foot down said that they're not going to get involved in nfts and that's that seems like kind of a big deal to me for for that industry so we'll see how that plays out but that's I mean, that's sort of what a lot of this is modeled after. Like NFTs, a lot of them were modeled after the Minecraft look. So yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm thank God I didn't buy any of that shit.
Oh my God. I bought a couple of NFTs for this like uh, metaverse casino. Uh, and I'm, you know, you basically get these gamblers and you basically, uh, whatever profits the casino makes, all of the NFT holders split like 50% revenue share. Needless Jesse. to say, I haven't seen a dime of it yet. We'll see. But that was probably $1,000 down the drain. Yeah, your accountant should be arrested. I know. It's not looking good for me. Speaking uh, of people like changing and, 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 and avatars and all that, did you see that video of the uh, the TikTok? Speaking of TikTok, too, the, the TikTok oh, plastic surgeon or whatever? The nurse. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, okay, so... I'm a huge fan of Stranger Things. I don't know about you. Uh, is that is that who it was? Was it the girl from Stranger Things? That, Natalia that she Natalia Dyer. Natalia Dyer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she plays um, Finn Wolfhard when Finn Wolfhard's older sister. Um, and here I'm going to find it right now. Give me a second. Yeah, this TikTok lady got roasted online. Yeah, and not good. Uh, she, I, I believe she had to issue an apology. So here, I'm going to pull this up right now. It's always uh, funny when people who like aren't famous at all, but they, they put out one video and then they get so much blowback that right. they just go back and hide. I'm hoping that happens to us. Cool. Will somebody pick up something controversial that we say for God's sake? Well, okay. So I actually think in the long run, this might actually be good for this nurse. So for the people that, uh, haven't seen this story yet. Um, so there's this nurse on TikTok who basically makes um, videos where she analyzes people's like face and what she would do to give them plastic surgery. Uh, and basically, she just basically does like hypothetical videos for, for like medical practice reasons. Does, does she really... accept requests? I want to send my face in. Yeah, send mine in because I got this crooked nose. So I want to see what she would do to this. Um, it might be unfixable there. I've, I've, I'm a lost cause. Yeah. So this nurse, um, her name is Miranda Wilson. She's a uh, nurse practitioner and she was on TikTok and she faced backlash for offering unsolicited cosmetic surgery recommendations to stranger things star Natalia Dyer. Um, now for those of you who don't know, or actually I'm sure it's in this, uh, article. Sorry. So, for those of you who don't know who Natalia Dyer is, this is her. This is Natalia Dyer right here um, on Stranger Things. So has, she said she never intended to offend Dyer or anyone else with her video and was simply outlining the possibilities, quote unquote. I didn't mean to, uh, uh, quote, I didn't mean to offend anyone, including Natalia. I was simply offering suggestions, not what you have to do, just in what the possibilities are. So I think she deleted the original video, but uh, Philip DeFranco did a Philip DeFranco did a piece on it, and uh, I believe he caught it before it was deleted. out of nowhere. She essentially is like, so this is going to be the original um, TikTok post that that upset everybody. Here's how I'd fix Natalia's face. Can, can you hear me? Can you hear the video? Yes. Okay. Cool. So she says, "Here, here's how I'd fix Natalia's face. So that's just like step number one that you, oh, okay, fuck. My, is that uh, AOC? Or is that right. the uh, free meeting is going to end in 10 minutes. We might have to restart this in a sec. So yeah. after we do this, we'll just restart it. So she says, here's how I'd fix Natalia's face. So that's just, that's problem number one. That's the first thing you did wrong. 
So here we go. You start by treating those masseters, and we all know how much I love treating masseters to help slim the face. Next, I would actually add a little I'm bit surprised. of chin filler just to help fill out her chin and make her face more of like a heart shape. Next, I would add a little bit to the lips, just a little bit, nothing crazy. Miranda then goes on to talk about other things she would- So that's the, the abridged version of it. So obviously everybody freaked out, but the thing that really freaked everybody out was that she actually posts what she would what natalia dyer would actually look like and this is her result right here yes Ta all right so. how do we like all wait, right sorry 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 all right all right i know it's just this is terrible product would give us all right. all right how do we like so, my photoshop skill that's what the outrage is all about um yeah i mean i don't know she looks she, good i, I gotta say I don't know that that chin is a little too pointy for me now. It is kind of elvish. She looks a yeah. little like a Lord of the Rings character or something. You know what is she this looks woman like? A groomer, right? God, she looks like um, who's that? Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. She was in that show White one Lotus. Of, one of Bruce Willis's daughters, right? <laughs> I mean, kind of. She, no, she, the show White Lotus. I'm forgetting the actress's name. Anyways, oh, uh, Alexandra Daddario. Uh, yeah, Daddario kind of looks like that a little bit to me. So that yeah. was, go ahead. I don't know that that's an improvement. Here's the thing. Everyone's mad and freaked out, but like, at least this woman is a professional. It's not like you or I sitting here and critiquing her and like, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. This is what she does for a living. She's just yeah. doing her job. She's advertising her work. What? Honestly, everybody chill out. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Natalia Dyer is is gorgeous regardless. She doesn't need any work done. I just it, to me it's not that she's like talking about what she would do differently. I'm just not sure like what prompted her to make this video. And it, it, it kind of feels almost like it, because she's a plastic plastic surgeon, she sees things that we don't see or that most people just don't care about. And exactly. she's kind of putting it on us. So it comes off as if she's talking about somebody's flaws, right? Where Jesse, it's it's it, the, the normal public, as usual, does not have the brain power to understand context. OK, this person isn't like an like a regular old, you know, you or I. She sees things that we don't. It's like a cop sees everyone as a as a criminal or everyone's like, you know, breaking the law somehow. She sees, uh, not uh, what what's the word I'm thinking about? Not deficiencies, but like you know, she sees she, little minor flaws or minor things yeah. that we can. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, things that can be improved upon. She's an analyst. She's analyzing the face in a professional way. Now, sometimes people like her or anyone who's a, a professional in a in a technical field, they get a little too far into their own world and they don't realize how they sound to the rest of us yeah. but honestly this planet's been around 14 billion years the human race has been around 3 million years it's time for people to smarten up and understand when someone like this is talking about this it's she's not sitting up there saying oh my god can you believe how ugly natalia dyer is here's what i would do to fix her fucking ugly face you know <laughs> she's yeah. saying oh if you came in for a procedure i would do this and that it's what's the big deal right what is the big deal here jesse it there's it's not all that big of a deal. It just I think it just comes off a little bit like 
oh, I'm, I know how to fix. I think people just don't like to be told that I'm going to fix you because well, everybody's very, him. everybody's very sensitive because they, yeah. just, this goes into your theory about the meta shaming, um, you know, body shaming is obviously like one of the touchiest topics that we could get into. It comes off as if like, who are you to say, who's beautiful and who's not, who are you to say what makes somebody better looking? What makes it not everything. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. So, but here's the thing, like you said, she is a professional and I kind of think she looks hot. This adjustment looks pretty good. I don't agree with her doing it, but maybe she was just, a, maybe this nurse got a little full of herself. Maybe she just had one too many TikTok followers that she felt like she could start going into the celebrity field. Because notice there was no outrage of this woman until she uh, corrected the face of uh, of a popular celebrity. You know, where were you yeah, defending well, when she's just, you know, uh, critiquing Jane Doe's face? Oh, but when she yeah, does it for people... the star of Stranger Things, oh, she's a she's a horrible person now. These people probably don't mind making fun of the Kardashians and all their plastic surgery. You know, here's what this really tells me is that a lot of people, and I don't agree with this, but a lot of people in this who are getting mad secretly don't think that Natalia Dyer is good looking. And so they're getting all like, hey, you're getting too close to, to for comfort. Like, don't, right. don't say that. If no, that's a good point. Because if it was like somebody who's objectively like the most beautiful woman in the world, I think that it would be we'd just kind of like laugh at this. This is almost like society like admitting that Natalia Dyer in some weird way isn't as like that it did make her look better or something. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why it's hitting these people that's why, so hard. And like that's a good that's point. Why for like you or I, we don't care because we're like, yeah, you know, she looked fine either way, you know? But I love I love Natalia Dyer. It's a great and Stranger Things yeah. is an incredible show. Love it. These people are being revealed for their ugly selves. Yeah, for the no, ugliness inside themselves. Before we run out of time, uh, she did put out an apology video where she wanted to clear the air. So let's watch that before we move on. I just want to come on here and basically clear the air. I did not mean to offend anyone, including Natalia. I was simply just offering suggestions, not on what you have to do, just on what the possibilities are. As an advanced injector, that's what we do. We look at faces, we assess, and look at the possibilities, not on what you need to do or what you have to do. They're simply just options. So I thought I'd do my face. Oh, I didn't know she Start does this. with the masseters. I have terrible masters. I clench, I get tension headaches. So by injecting Botox into my master muscle, it helped relieve my tension headaches and slim my face. I did add some lip filler, yes. And I also did a touch uh, of you know, cheek filler I feel and bad under for eye filler. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad she has to do this because she probably works for some bigger office and you know she's worried about losing her job. That's why I love right. it. I don't I'm not employed by anybody right now. Go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you don't like this. I don't want to watch this whole thing, but I do want to see what the end result would be about what she thinks she should look like, because did uh, she actually fix herself. Is this she like does. a real this before picture? So she, this she is surgery? her. So she fixes herself. So let's see what the end result is. Overall art. And here is my after. This was right after I got my mask. I gotta done say, I gotta say, I'm not buying it. She kind of looks exactly the same, doesn't <laughs> she? <laughs> I feel like I feel like she's kind of saying like I'm objectively beautiful, and Natalia can go fuck herself. That's what Listen, I'm getting from this right now. Has anyone asked Natalia if she's interested in coming in for these procedures? Maybe she's happy about it. You know. Right. You know what? That's the thing. I haven't actually heard anything she said. She might have made a statement. I could be totally wrong. But this, this is an example of people speaking on her behalf. Natalia might not have an issue with this at all. 
Listen, she probably went through way worse stuff just going through the audition progress trying to process, trying to work her way up the acting ladder, you know, hearing from those Hollywood executives, oh, you know, lose 10 pounds, fix this, fix that. This is actually nice. It's like a woman, you know, offering. And I bet you she wouldn't even have to pay for the procedure. She'd get it all for free. As of right now, no response from Natalia Dyer. This is all on behalf of her fans. And the TikTok nurse has apologized to Natalia. No word from her. Just another example of fans speaking on behalf of other people. Yeah. Well, listen, so, don't fire this TikTok nurse, okay? Right. Can we let her keep her job? Just, Jesus. you know, lesson learned. Lesson learned. You know, not to... Just speaking of transitions here, did you see really quick before before we get to the next one? Speaking of transitions, you see what Trump said about LeBron? I don't know if you saw that. I, I did. I hope it happens. I know. So Trump uh, was well, where was he here? Let's share this. Trump really was speaking. He's giving another one of those speeches where it's like he's almost this close to announcing that he's running again, but he hasn't quite done it. You know, he's going off on the homeless and saying we should execute drug dealers and and uh, MS thirteen. Right, favorite MS thirteen. By the way, proud sponsors of the Front Row Podcast. That's and true. They are they huge sponsors. We wouldn't be uh, we wouldn't be able to keep this show afloat without them. So shout out to my favorite MS thirteen homeboys. That's right. And uh, he said, "Well, oh, do we have video? You want to let's just watch it? Yeah, really quick because we're we are low on time. But let's get this out of the way because I just absolutely thought this was hilarious. Um, so Trump was." uh what was it i'm sorry what was the event again an america first was event just another like a yeah a conservative action conference so, or some kind donald trump says he would ask lebron james if he has any desire to be a woman so he could star his own basketball team so let's hear what let's hear what trump had to say you know he's campaigning so he's playing all his greatest hits right now so offending black people and transgender people all in one fell swoop is just he's playing all the hits so let's get it let's get out of the way and I'll tell you what, if I were ever, uh, I'd be the greatest woman's basketball coach in history. Because I don't I'd be like the LeBron greatest James. Woman. I like Michael Jordan much better. But, but I. Oh, boy. See, that's now he's it, it's weird, isn't it? That there is this sort of like political divide between people who support MJ and people who support LeBron. That's weird how that happened. Uh, well, well, there's that apocryphal Republicans buy sneakers too quote from MJ. Right. That's uh, that's true. But I'd go up to LeBron James, it doesn't matter. I'd say, LeBron, did you ever have any desire to be a woman? Because what I'd love you to do is star on my team that I'm building up. I will have the greatest team in history. They'll never lose. Nobody will come within 70 points of this team. Now, we have to change that, and we have to make it okay to talk about it. You know, the young lady I was talking about is afraid to talk about okay. it. She's shunned, and she's canceled well, when she talks about it. This what is, is crazy. Okay, to talk about what? LeBron James transitioning? Is that not right. okay? Yeah, I, I want to know what the context of this was and how this was brought up, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it, like, first of all, he's right. It would be a great team, but it's him trying to tie in all the... He's doing high concept right now, Jesse. He's tying in the trans sports issue. He's trying it, tying in liberal LeBron James and, and it, uh, you know conservative America's hate for him and uh, WNBA because of Brittany Griner. He's hitting all the, he's a, we're watching a master at work here. Jesse. I know it's true. And I, I God, it's like, <laughs> it's so disgusting. It's such like a, it's such a gross thing to say, 
but it's also like, oh man, I mean, he was, he, he, I just wish he never ran for president because Donald Trump is actually very funny. He's really good at, at shit talking people and insulting people. Yeah. He, he's great at it. He's like an all timer. He's like one of the world class shit talkers of all time. I just, I, heard I just that, don't, uh, I don't I want heard, my president doing that. I heard that Charles Barkley is willing to become a woman if uh, the live golf tournament right. offers him $60 million. And then another Dante Greco exclusive. That's a, that's some sports humor. There you go. Our sports fans. Well, so it, this is actually a good way to, speaking of transitioning, this is a good way to transition to, to this because uh, you sent me this earlier and I hadn't heard about it until you sent it to me. But um, so. Is there about that, that trans porn link that I sent? Right. Yeah, that one. No, but uh, so Zelensky, speaking of presidents. Oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what this story is. So what, what exactly is it that happened? Okay. So Zelensky, all of a sudden, yesterday or the day before, uh, uh, the new Vogue drops, and on the cover is Volodymyr Zelensky and his wife, Mrs. Zelensky, and they're like posed. Keep scrolling down. You got to see some yeah. of these photos. All right. It's so a little ridiculous now. Here, they're let me like explain it. This is the article. Volodymyr Zelensky and his wife, Olena, have graced the cover of Vogue. Something many feel has crossed the line into vanity territory amid the ongoing war. Oh, I see. Okay, so the presidential couple is Look featured in edition of the mag that's all about Elena and her role with the conflict in Russia, titled Portrait of Bravery, Ukraine's First Lady, Elena Zelenska. Uh, Zelensky or Zelenska? What the fuck? Yeah, oh, Annie Leibovitz. Annie Leibovitz. Of course she photographed this. So, okay, so go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to give a little background to this. Well, keep going. I mean, the photos get even worse. We're looking at Kim and Kanye Zelensky in Vogue. Right. So people are saying, look, you have a war going on. Your people are, you know, their very lives are being threatened every day. Bombs are going off in shopping malls. And here you are posing for Vogue. Right. I understand that they need to keep attention on it because let's face it, we've all tuned out of Ukraine. It's just gotten. I I, you know, I know, and I hate saying the, it, but I have not paid as much attention as I was the first couple of, of months. Well, but you know, Jesse, it's really not our fault because over the last 30 to 40 years, our brains have been conditioned to look at news as entertainment because that's how it's been sold to us now. So much like a TV show that started off great and then has just started to drag, the Ukraine is not, the, the writers aren't keeping the excitement coming. So yeah, we've tuned out. It's not a good thing, but frankly- you know, what are we, we're still sending them aid right now. Well, what's uh, funny is, I don't think this, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I had well, nothing. it's, it's funny is because the, uh, like those Russian, uh, assassins have been looking for Zelensky for like the past couple months. Right. But Annie Leibovitz was able to find him, <laughs> which is, no, which is interesting. Um, so I have a theory about this. I really have a very brief, simple take on this, but I do think America, I, I obviously we should support Ukraine and what they're dealing with, because obviously it's 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 pretty horrible what they're what they're dealing with, what the people are there dealing with. If you haven't seen it, there's an excellent documentary called Winter on Fire about uh, the, the Ukrainian fight for independence. It was like their their version of the Revolutionary War that they fought just like seven or eight years ago against like the fascist um uh, police state that they were living under, which was very much Russian occupied under under the under the basically surveillance of like Russian powers. 
and they the people like banded together and fought against uh you know uh the, the police state that they were living in and they eventually won and that's how Zelensky came into power is uh they basically were able to finally have their own like legitimate election right so oh sorry i thought you froze for a second so um we are in this era right now where in America, we do love to turn our presidents and our political leaders like into superheroes, right? So we have like, um, like Obama, we had this the whole time, all the posters that were made, we put them on t shirts, the right wing does it with Trump, they put them on hats, they put him on t shirts, we idolize our political figures and, and turn them into like celebrity pseudo celebrities in a way, right? And I think right now, America is in this era where we don't really have a celebrity president all that much anymore. We don't have like that superhero leader. So we've sort of attached ourselves to Zelensky a little bit as if he's, uh, you know, so it, make, it makes sense to me that we'd put him on the cover of Vogue, uh, you know, as if he's like a, a celebrity superhero, because there's just not much. There's just not much to uh, to do in that regard over here right now. It's just it's too uh, it's too ugly on all sides. Yeah, well, I know we're not. It's just I don't know. At the, I'm not mad at it necessarily because I guess they're trying to keep the attention on it. But does it seem in poor taste when Ukrainians are still being slaughtered? A little bit. It might be a little early. This is the kind of photo shoot you do after the war is won. Right. But, uh, you know, and then there's one where they're holding each other like. Oh, here's the oh, there's a hole. I gotcha. Here, who me... who approved it? You know, he is supposed to be the president of an entire country. You'd think his judgment would be a little bit better. He might have let his old showbiz instincts overtake him in this situation. Is and, there a um, is there like a gallery of this? I don't see it in the article. Should be there was there was one that was a little egregious. Oh uh, well, holding each other, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, support Ukraine, but yeah, it doesn't, it's Listen, just, it just you know comes what? off like you're using this as a way to do self, to self benefit in some way and to build your brand. And that's just, you know, power lends itself. I will to that, say, right? I will say maybe their intelligence told them that Putin has always wanted a Vogue cover or he's <laughs> always wanted to work with any Leibovitz. And this is like, you know, psychological warfare. Well, I mean, we all know that if there's anybody that gets great magazine photos taken of them, it's Vladimir Putin. I mean, the man is. Uh, he loves the attention. He loves he's being photographed. Surgery, allegedly. You know, he's he's got interviewed by Oliver Stone. You know, the guy is not averse to a camera and media attention. You know what? Zelensky might just know that he's not going to. This isn't going to end well for him, whether he wins this war or not. So it's like, hey, you know what? While we're at it, we might as well be on the cover of Vogue. This is like a bucket list thing for them. Let's get on the cover of Vogue. It's like one of those all over. It's like, it's like a Tammy Faye Baker and and the Jim Baker thing. Like they know eventually the feds are going to catch up to them. The, the ride is going to be over. Let's enjoy it. Or maybe they thought, hey. Before we get blown up or horrifically maimed in the, in the next attack, let's at least take some pictures of our beautiful selves while yeah, exactly. we were young. Exactly. Oh, man. All right. Well, what's going on with you? What's up with you this week? I'm back out in the field. I'm going to be bringing more news. I'm going to be making more videos. And um, 
just you know getting content and you're going to be doing like for the dante greco show what you did for tmz essentially maybe like a different style but essentially kind of the same thing yes very cool i am my own harvey levin there you go oh man well dante i appreciate you coming on as always um if you guys haven't already, go subscribe to the Dante Greco show, turn on all notifications, like, subscribe, and uh, go check out his recent video where we he talks about the great Paul Sorvino, Sorvino uh, an icon of Hollywood, um, somebody that TMZ has filmed and interviewed many times outside of Bristol Farms in Hollywood. That's right. And uh, go check out my video from Comic-Con. I'll be posting a couple more from Comic-Con, just like little shorts that I'm going to put together. But um, go take a look. And guys, thank you as always for your support. Keep the comments coming. Keep the lights coming. And uh, any last message for the people out there, Dante? Yes, here it is. I am aware that I have a zit right here and like a, a scratch right here and it looks like i got a giant spider bite in the middle of my forehead so if you're thinking i was going to go the whole episode without addressing that i do know that it doesn't look great thank you all right well we're gonna have to uh correct that i'm gonna hit up the nurse practitioner and have her fix your face for next episode please all right please all right dante i'll see you later brother everybody to all my front row sexuals and robots out there have a good one i love you Bye.